Good morning, church. My name is John Howell, and I am happy to be here this morning as we are starting our missions month. It's a month that we highly anticipate as a missions group and a missions team where we can share all of the goings-on that are happening here at Grapevine and, and throughout. We, we derive our directive from Mark 16, verse 15, where Jesus says, Go into all of the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not will be condemned. We are actively working in that mission to teach the love and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ to all those that we can, we can encounter. We do that a couple of different ways. We do that locally here in Grapevine. We do that um, in our community here in the DFW area. We do that in Central America with our Reach Out Honduras and Mission Park Cristo. And we do that with our Eastern European missions. And so we're going to be spending this month talking about those. And so I want to kind of give you just a moment and give you a walkthrough of this guide. I was talking to Michael this morning, and he says, well, that's a big book you got there. I said, well, it's a big book, Michael, because we're doing lots of big things. <laughs> lots of stuff in here. So if you open this up to the front page on the inside cover, you're going to see some stuff. I, I do want to pause here and say Justin put this together, and he did a great job. And so thank you so much for your hard work to pull all this content together. He did it last year with about two days' notice, so he had a little bit more time this year. So it's even better than last year. Um, you're going to see some ways to help. We're going to come back to that. But you're going to see a layout here of the first five weeks or the five weeks coming up and the different things that we're going to be speaking on and, and telling you about and giving you updates on. As you turn through the book, you're going to see each of those groups and everything um, as they're outlined in the missions that we are supporting and working with. But as you get to the back page, you're going to see a list of those on the mission committee. And so... Um, at one point in time, I was the deacon of missions, and then Bob Burkle came back to join us here at the congregation, and so he has assumed that title, and I am supporting him as we transition Bob into that title and operating that. Whenever you have a guy like Bob on your team, <laughs> it's hard to compete. That guy, I mean, it's amazing the work that he does and the things that he knows, and, and it's just the right choice for Bob to assume the role as missions deacon. And so he's heading up our team, and that team consists of uh, himself, Ada Hicks, Sharon Hood, myself, Ron Montgomery, Mickey Mumford, Sharon Parker, Justin Taylor, Paige Teal, and Kinnett Beergy. And as we go throughout this month, you're going to hear and see how each one of them are, are a part of these groups. And so um, one of the things that we identified is, is each one of our missions needs to have a contact person within our church. And so to give you an example, Justin is the contact person for Team Life. And Justin works on their behalf and communicates with that organization. And Bob, obviously, is the communication person for EEM, which is Eastern European Missions. My team is uh, responsible for the uh, Central America Reach Out Honduras, as well as Mission Para Cristo. And so each of our team members has a role and responsibility in the missions group. We say that to also say that if you have a calling or a passion for missions, we would love to have you become part of our team. There is always an opportunity for you to join us, to be a part of us. So if you ever have that calling or you ever want to have more information, feel free to grab me, grab Bob, have a conversation. We'd love to get you uh, plugged in there. Also, this, these missions are not just missions that we have decided unilaterally on as a mission team. Almost all of these missions have been brought to us by members of the church at one time or the other. So if there is a mission that you are passionate about, 
We want to know about that. We want to hear about that. We want to figure out how we can support that, how we can bring that in to be part of the offerings and part of the things that we, we do here as a church and one of the missions we can support. So please bring those to our attention. I also see this time as a time to kind of give us our, our annual state of the address union. Where are we at financially? What have we done? Where have we spent? Um, so I just want to give you some insight. And I love that our church is open with this information. I'm telling you, it's, I love it. Um, yearly, we have a budget of I mean, $93,000 that is given through weekly contributions to support all the missions that you see in this list. We do that depending on the mission on a monthly or annual basis. Some of the missions, we send them a monthly check. Some of them, we just write them one check a year. But we do that from the $93,000 that we raise from contributions. You may ask, you know, how other contributions, you know, can be given. And at any point in time through this month, if you have a calling or you feel a connection with any one of these missions, you can write a check, put in the memo line to that mission and drop it in the box. You can hand it to Angela, myself, or Bob, or anybody on the missions team. And you can also go on the church website. And under the contributions and the giving tab, all of these missions are, are located. So if one of these missions really speaks to you, Feel free to contribute, feel free to go online, figure out how monetarily you can support them. These missions don't always, though, need money. A lot of these missions need volunteers, they need people, and you'll see that in the bulletin from time, time, time to time when there's opportunities to serve. So if you'd like to figure out how to serve with one of these missions or be a part of them, please let us know that. Um, the other thing we do is, and this is something that everybody can do, as you look through these mission, this mission book, there's going to be prayers. We'd love for you to pray over these missions as we're uh, talking about them each week, the work they're doing, the impact they're having, and continue to pray over them throughout the year because that's something that everybody here can do. Um, and so we, we're trying to find ways for you to engage with these missions. Um, also last year, we had a pretty devastating uh, war begin with Ukraine. And in the midst of that, Ron Montgomery took point along with Bob and Mickey, um, to help put together a Ukrainian fund. That Ukrainian fund raised $138,000 to go directly to our missionaries in the Ukraine. Uh, of that $138,000, we spent about 40 of that, and so we currently have about 98000 We know that this is going to be a long road. This is not going to be a short you know, one-time thing where we've given one time and we've solved the problem. This is going to be an ongoing mission. And so we're trying to be mindful of that as we spend funds, but know that at some point in time, church, there may be another ask that we need to have to help as, you know, the continued efforts and, you know, all the things that are going on there. Bob was even talking to me saying, hey, things are going to be bad. It's going to be a bad winter from what we're seeing um, coming up. So there may be some other things that we need to address as a church or help out. And Ron, thank you so much for heading that for us. Uh, also this year, we completed our mission field. Who here has been to an event at the mission field? Raise your hand. Wow. Okay, that's great. I love that. Because we used to have this piece of dirt that no one would have walked on out there, and now it's actually getting used. And, and it's just great. Um, we had originally budgeted 350000 for that, and we went over budget 353000 So we were $3,000 over budget. So in the scale of a big project, that's, that's really great. So I was really happy with that. Um, the church raised $335,000. So there is about $18,000 remaining 
which if we are able to give over this mission month to close that gap, that means that we have not had to take out any money against the church or in savings or in loans. And I would love for you to consider how you may be able to contribute and be a part of that to help close that gap and finalize it. All those that were involved, everybody from the front office, the church, the fellowship, it's been great out there. We've had some events. There's going to be more coming. This fall trick-or-treat trunk festival is going to be out there. It's going to be a real impact to the community, and we're excited about all the ways we're going to be able to utilize that here in the future. A um, couple of more things here. Uh, one other thing that we do is called a mission opportunity fund. Whenever... I got involved with the mission group, what is it now, four years, five years? Somebody asked me how long it's been. I said, well, it's long enough that they gave me a microphone to talk this morning. Um, so whenever we got involved, we, we, I just remember Ron one time, there was something that went on, and he goes, man, we need to go up to the church. We need to ask everybody, you know, hey, can we help solve this problem and pass the hat around? And I looked at Ron, I said, hey, it would be great if we had a fund that whenever these things come up from our missionaries, things that are sometimes emergencies, case and example, a few years back, one of our missionaries need tires for their car. And instead of trying to raise $800, we were able to just go ahead and fund that from our mission fund. So we hold a mission fund, mission opportunity fund, and they're for the unexpected. They're for the things that jump out of nowhere that we don't know that are coming, that we can't plan for, that all of a sudden we need access to funds. They are also at, used to the discretion of the mission team to help with missions related to the church. And one of those things that I want you to, to encourage you is, about is there is going to be an upcoming trip to Mission Para Cristo in Nicaragua. This trip is not just a youth group trip while there is a lot of youth contingency going. If you have a calling to go on this trip and the money is standing in the way, we will not let that be a factor. We want everybody that wants to go on a mission trip to experience that, to have the opportunity to do so. And again, this is another place this mission opportunity fund will come into play to make sure that those that, that want to, that have the passion, that have the calling for it, will get to go. So as we talk and as that leads up, just know if you feel a tug to go, have a conversation with us. We will make sure that it happens. So um, you're going to be hearing more about that as the weeks go. So let me see here. So we're going to kick off this first week with our local missions. Our local missions are, are missions that generate out of this church. They are the, the things that go on inside the building and in the immediate neighborhood. So if you turn over here to week one, we're going to be hearing this morning from Gonzalo about Friendspeak. We're going to be hearing uh, from Alberto about the Spanish ministry that he's actively working on here. We're going to see a video about the coat drive that Myra puts on every year and the great things that it does and the lives that it touches. And we're going to hear about regeneration. You've already heard Keith talk about regen, but Michael Brooks is going to talk about that this morning. And then you're going to hear about the Grapevine Christian School and the great work that Aaron does there and Nan to, to reach those families that are coming to our building every week. So we're super excited about Missions Month. We hope you all are too. If you have any questions, feel free to, to grab me outside or send me an email or give me a call. Happy to communicate and talk with you about it. And so we're going to welcome up Gonzalo this morning to, to kick us off. There you go. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My wife, Deb, and I have been working with, I'm sorry, my wife, Deb, and I have been working with Friendspeak for a number of years now. For those of you who don't know, Friendspeak is a local mission effort where members of our congregation 
take time out of their week every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock to sit one-on-one -on -one with people who were uh, non-native English speakers, and we help them work on their English fluency. As you can well imagine, um, the difficulty that they have with their English fluency affects them in many areas of their life. Um, a lot of them are, a lot of ones, a lot of readers that we see are really professionals, paraprofessionals, degreed people in the countries that they come from, and they find a difficult time uh, getting employment in the, um, in the areas that they worked in in their native country. And so, through our ministry, we're able to help them achieve a better quality of life here in the U.S. As I thought about uh, what I was going to share with you just in the short time that we have, I realized that it would probably be a lot better for you to hear from um, the many people that we have working Friendspeak, working in Friendspeak. If you currently work in Friendspeak or have worked in Friendspeak, would you please stand for a few minutes? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I sent out a text message and um, I asked these four questions of our Friendspeak workers. How long have you been working with Friendspeak? What would be the one thing you would want members of our congregation to know about Friendspeak? What have you enjoyed the most about Friendspeak? And do you have any interesting factoids or memories about Friendspeak or your time working with Friendspeak? So I'm going to spend the rest of the time reading some of, some of their responses. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it took me a while to whittle this down because so many of their responses, you know, because I work with the group, really touched my heart and it was really difficult to not include all the responses that I received. But here are some of them. I started working with the North Davis Church in the early 1990s while I was in college. I put a Let's Start Talking contact in touch with our involvement minister and have been working with our Friendspeak ministry since its inception at Grapevine Church of Christ. People should know that you don't need to be an expert in the English language or in the Bible to work in Friendspeak. You just need to be willing to listen and speak to people from other countries. It helps to remember to speak slowly. Many times we are the first Christians they have ever gotten to know and the first time they have heard who Jesus is. Our readers are dedicated. They look forward to meeting with us each week. They engage in our biblical discussions and ask pertinent questions around the topics, sometimes causing us to do additional study to provide accurate biblical responses. My experience with Friendspeak helps me to be humble. While it can be challenging and intimidating to think you are teaching someone, it is rewarding. People want to believe their lives matter and deserve respect. Working with people from other religious beliefs and cultural norms has challenged my understanding of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I have enjoyed helping readers increase their confidence in their language and communication skills and their knowledge about God. It must be tough living in a country where you struggle to understand or be understood. I have also enjoyed learning about other cultures from my readers. This next one, so many people responded with a similar response. I still correspond with a former student from Japan. It has been over 10 years since she left. I enjoy sharing my normal experiences and struggles in life with my reader, who has many of the same experiences and struggles. 
Through those conversations, I see the advantages I've had in life that I hadn't seen before. We really do forge friendships with our readers. We get to know their families and the things that concern them. Knowing that we are truly concerned about their well-being allows them to be comfortable in bringing prayer requests to us. I help several get jobs by helping them improve their English. One story that comes to mind, a Korean woman who had lived in Grapevine for three years, living in a house with Americans all around her, told me I was her first American friend. As for impact, it's hard to gauge because most of them moved on or went back home. I do know that we left many of them with an open and positive attitude toward Jesus and his word. My reader has moved back. This one is kind of amazing for me. My reader has moved back, but we still continue with our sessions each Wednesday with a 14-hour time difference. I like the fact that some of our readers get involved with our coat drive. The baptism, and this is the last one, the baptisms and the ones who we've helped get their U.S. citizenship. Actually, we just had a reader uh, this past month that completed their um, citizenship test and passed. Um, from, it's hard to remember, but we really have helped quite a few uh, people who have moved to this country get their citizenship. So I mentioned to Russell after his sermon last week that I really appreciated the perspective that he took with uh, the parable of the sower. Um, so that particular section started out with a farmer went out to sow his seed and ends with still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. That opening line, a farmer went out to sow his seed, that that really helped me reframe what it is that we do with Friends Speak. You know, so many times as Christians, we think about what can we do to make an impact? And as you can tell from the responses from our, um, from our workers, uh, we truly believe that our ministry makes an impact uh, in God's kingdom. So as I close, as I close my time, I'd like, to, I'd like to invite you that if you're at all interested and if things have changed in your life where you now have the opportunity to come up on Wednesday nights, or as you can see, if we help you make contact with um, one of the people who comes up to our church building and wants to participate in this ministry as a reader, um, there are times where they're unable to come up on Wednesday nights. I mentioned that um, the lack of fluency in the English language makes things tough. Quite a few of our readers have two jobs to make ends meet. So it's awfully tough for them to come up here on Wednesday nights. And so I really, it's really appreciated um, the times that our members work to accommodate their schedules. So again, if you look at your schedule and you have time to help out, please come see me or any of the people that stood up. We'd love to speak with you more about our Friends Speak ministry. Thank you. Hello everyone. Wow. <laughs> Hello everyone. In case in case anyone didn't know didn't know, my name is Alberto Loera and I am the Spanish minister. 
Let me tell you something about me. I come from Mexico, and I belong to the church in I was born. Even though I was baptized in May 30th in 2000, I was always active in the church, especially in my youth. As a youth leader, in my adulthood, as a preacher assistant, and preacher like recent days. My interest in being a Bible teacher was because people need to know about God. And if there are not good teachers, the world is fragile. So this led me to Brown Travel School of Preaching, where to two years I dedicated myself to study the Bible. Besides, it was where I saw that it was not, my, not just my imagination. Many people leave the church because they did not have strong foundations, because there was no one who taught deeply. This is my wish, that people know about Christ and the salvation he offers, so that we can be more like Jesus. The mission of the Church of Christ is to make now to all the good news of salvation, the gospel. And it is not limited, not limited to language or race. For many years, there has been a desire for a ministry at Grapevine. Today, it is a reality. Today, thanks to God and to you, this congregation will become an option for all in our community who speak Spanish. That is our desire and mission to reach people we could not reach until now. In the room 203, at 9.15, we have a Bible class. And 10.15, we have the worship. And we have a lot of room if you want to invite someone. It is intent to achieve the following, following areas. The city of Grapevine has a community around 6,000 speakers, Spanish people, or 10% of the population. We seek to reach this community and individual and family at time. We are not limited ourselves to use Grapevine. We also are looking at neighbor, neighboring cities, Colleville, Salt Lake, and Ulysses, where there are more Hispanic areas. We will to achieve this goal in many, in many ways. We consider the word of God is a good news that changes and transforms the, the hearts of the people. We will to continue knocking doors and bringing information to Hispanic homes. We will attend local activities. We want to be constant present in the life of the uh, Hispanic community. We are going to have an uh, activity on October 22nd. You are invited to join with us to knock doors. We also have some means of dissemination such as webpage, Facebook, YouTube channel, radio ads, sign on the outside of the building, and yourself. Think about this. In here today, we have a great number of people who can invite their friends to join with us. I also hope to publish a podcast soon. Our desire is to use every opportunity to reach the community around us. We are also volunteering in the community as we work in Grace Community, Outreach Center, Grayfast, and the other city activities. All this to have an opportunity to meet new people, and to be able to tell them about, about Christ. We trust in God, and in God's time, 
timing to give the results. We sow the seeds of the word, and we trust that God will weather the hearts of the community. I promise to continue working and give my all, but only God gives good. So I pray and ask you pray for the ministry to be prosperous. This is the beginning. I invite you to work with me and let's do what God has entrusted us. Let's praise Christ regardless of their language. Thank you. In 2007, a group of Grapevine members started a Wednesday night class called Christ in Action, or CIA for short. Their goals? Create ways for Grapevine to be the hands and feet of Jesus to our Grapevine neighbors. From deep prayer and discernment, the Grapevine Coat Giveaway was born. Led by Myra Houston, Grapevine Coat Giveaway has been able to give over 16,000 coats, hats, gloves, and blankets to those in need in our Grapevine Colleyville community. Donations, which originally came from Grapevine members, now also come from local community members and groups, Grapevine Christian School, and the lost and found of various schools. Grapevine Church of Christ is listed on the One Coat Matters website as an official donation site. We also pick up coats from two Burlington locations, as well as Eddie Bauer and Brooks Brothers stores in Southlake. Each year, coats are processed and washed by members at Grapevine. Many of our members volunteer to size, hang, and place a tag on each coat, which gives the church's information in Spanish and English. Over the past 15 years, members have helped with cooking breakfast, assisting neighbors with finding coats, and working the checkout station on the day of the giveaway. As we worked through COVID issues last year and looked for ways to still host the coat giveaway, we began requiring attendees sign up online for a time slot to attend. This not only helped people stay better distanced during a challenging time, it continues to help guests be assured that they will be able to attend. The time slot sign-up has become a great blessing to helping the giveaway go even more smoothly. People are no longer lining up outside our doors many hours early as they did in years past. Now, those in need of coats know we will have time to help them find the right size items for themselves and their children. What started with a group of members wanting to be Jesus in their community is still going strong. We look forward to seeing what God will do this year and seeing how we can serve our community even more. Each year, the coat giveaway has been a gift to both members and neighbors. This year, we hope to see everyone out to help with the coat giveaway on Saturday, November 12th. It's tough to follow that. Um, Fifteen years, Myra. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of Ben. Ben, you may uh, know, is, is at a high school reunion of some sort, so uh, he's not here today, but I wanted to cover Regen with you. And, and some of you may have heard of Regen, and, and there's a little blurb, of course, in the, in, in the handout. But it's so much more than you can put into a paragraph on a page. Um, we meet every Sunday night at 5 o'clock up there in the, in the parlor area, and we meet for 30 minutes as a large group and then break out into smaller groups to, to work on some of the things that we've been going through for the, for the prior week. Um, 
and it really is a recovery ministry. It's a discipleship ministry, and it is a, uh, a, a relationship uh, fostering place. There are people that come to our church from all over this city, from McKinney or from, uh, from, from Arlington and, and, and uh, further south, and, and, and just it's, it's a great place. Every, every Sunday night, you've got people from all over the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and including members of this church. And we're here to talk about the things that, uh, that are just burdening us. Um, you may think it's just for people with, with such big rocks that they can't seem to get through life. Or you may, seem, you may think it's for people that are just working through some uh, stumbling blocks, right? The things that just keep tripping them up over and over. Or maybe even some of the, the, the pebbles or thorns that, that, that just keep getting in the way. The truth is they're all rocks. And after you go through Regen, you'll see that, uh, that, that it's, it's the same stuff. Um, we like to think it's bigger or smaller, but really it's not. It's just the things that get it in the way of a better relationship with Christ. So we'd ask you, if you want to be a part of Regen, either as a participant or as a mentor or teacher or can help with child care or some of the other things that are going on, we invite you to be here uh, Sunday night at 5 o'clock. We've got about you know, 25, sometimes up to 30, sometimes down to, to 15. We've got a pretty good group of people that meet here every week and, uh, and, and, and relationships that are ready to be uh, to nurtured. In fact, we have some recent graduates that have gone on and started their own region ministries in their churches back in McKinney or, or, or other places. And so we've been through one group of graduates, and we've got another group that's just about to get started through the step groups, uh, this, this, in fact, tonight. So if you have any interest or any questions about regeneration, please, uh, please see me. And, and, and Ben as well, or Diana is here as well, um, and they can help you and understand a little bit more about the things we're doing. Grapevine Christian School was started in 1981 by a group of church members, and its mission has remained the same for over 40 years, to provide a loving environment for children to learn and grow. Located here at our church building, GCS is fully licensed by the state of Texas as a child care center and serves families from Grapevine, Southlake, Colleyville, Keller, and the Mid-Cities. My name is Erin Hammonds, and I serve as the director of GCS. Over the last two years, as our community was greatly impacted by the pandemic, GCS was very blessed to be able to stay open and continue to serve families in our area. There were many precautions and protocols in place in order for us to operate safely, including limiting visitors inside our building. We had to put many of our family events on hold and had to significantly change how we did things. This year, we are so incredibly thankful to be welcoming families back in our building on a regular basis and are excited to continue to grow the relationships with our families in person. Because of our continued work and commitment to remain open to serve our community, GCS was awarded a grant in the spring of 2022. Through this grant, we were able to make upgrades to the playground as well as pay for the remodel of the restrooms in the children's ministry area. This year, we have 107 students currently enrolled. During their day at GCS, our students participate in chapel time, learn new Bible stories weekly, and imprint God's word on their hearts through our monthly Bible verses. While many of our families do attend church, there are many who do not. In fact, just over 30% of our students do not attend church regularly. 
Because of this, the connection between GCS and the children's ministry here at Grapevine is imperative. And with that, I am so incredibly grateful that with the addition of Nan Camp, our children's ministry director, to the church staff, we have been able to strengthen that connection. Nan is a regular visitor at the preschool, greeting and welcoming children and families each morning, leading chapel lessons, participating in our circle time, as well as being part of our staff morning prayer time each day. This past year, Nan and I co-hosted a new event, Brunch with Santa. It was a ton of fun for all those who participated and was a great opportunity for our church families to visit with and interact with some of our preschool families. We appreciated all the volunteers who helped make it an extra special event for all of the kids. In the spring, we had a handful of our preschool families join us for our Easter service out at the mission field, and 33 preschool families joined us this summer for our Jerusalem Marketplace VBS. Coming up in just a few weeks, we have our annual fall festival, which tends to draw more and more of the GCS families each year. Nan and I have some other events in the works and look forward to continuing to build relationships with our families as we strengthen the connection between the church and the preschool. We ask that you please pray for this ministry, for the children that are attending as well as their families. Please pray that this ministry is a blessing and an encouragement to the family served, but most importantly, through us, the families can see the light of Jesus. A pretty great way to start off, right? And here's the thing, and I don't know if you heard it, but as I was listening to uh, Alberto and Gonzalo, and we hear about the coat drive and how long it's been going, seriously, 15 going on 16 years, we hear about what regeneration is doing in lives, and we see what GCS is doing. There's one scripture that came up, Luke 10. Luke 10, 1 through 5 says this, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And the thing about as I hear and as we listen today, the thing that caught me was this. Jesus sent 70 out and said, don't take anything. I mean, you came here this morning and you brought stuff. And yet Jesus says, don't take anything. Trust me. Trust me in this. You, do, you can be a part of Friends Speak without knowing how to speak the language. You can just show up and be a part of all of you in here are good at being a friend. That's what they need. Alberto didn't ask you to learn Spanish, folks. All he asked was, go knock on a door. Come help. Coat drive. Just show up and be a friend. GCS. Talk to Nan. Talk to Aaron. What can you do? How can you bless the teachers? How can you bless the families? And regeneration. Just come be yourself. Don't bring anything. 
Just bring yourself. Because why? The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. And everyone in here can be a laborer in some way. And all Jesus asks is that you bring yourself. Nothing else. Because what's amazing in this is that God, when we rely on God's grace, and when we rely on God's hospitality and God's power, then when we bring ourselves, what's amazing is we bring the gifts that God gave us. And I like what Jesus says, and there's peace in the house. And that's what we bring is peace. So it's a great start to the month. And it's only getting better as what we talk about next week and the week after. I encourage you to be here. I encourage you to let the Spirit stir inside of you and make you realize that you're here for a reason. That God's given you gifts for a reason. And all God is calling is you to say, here am I. Send me. If you have any needs this morning... We'll have elders up front. I'll be up front. If you have any needs, any prayer requests, come now as we stand, as we sing.